Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the ENX Villa podcast sponsored by Adoption of Heart. My name is Johnny Drury and as always I'm joined by my colleague Villa correspondent and Chief Sports writer Matt Mayer to talk over all the goings on down at Villa Park. Matt, it's been a while since we uh, since we caught up. A lot's been going on that we're all gonna we're gonna talk over. I think the last episode we um, we recorded we called it sort of Stephen Gerrard's first mini crisis. But in the three games after that, they won two, four, and and three. What uh, what what changed in those games, Matt? What was the uh, what was the, the the big turnaround? Well, I think they did, it was uh, an element of a back to basics approach really, um, which you saw for the first time at uh, Brighton when they won 2-0. Um, just, uh, um, you know, almost the, the kind of the, 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 you know, the, the ingredients that, um, that, that got them off to a good start under Gerard um, back in November when he first came through the door. I, you know, don't, don't lose the game uh, primarily. And, um, you know, um, that, that that served Villa generally quite well this season. Um, they've won 11 games, and I think you know no, in none of those games they've kept a clean sheet. So, you know their their kind of method of success is is fairly uh, straight. has been fairly straightforward this season. Um, you know, it's uh, if, they, if they don't concede, they win. Um, you know, it's, it's quite simple, and and that's kind of what they what they went back to at, at Brighton, and then and then really built on it against Southampton and um, Leeds. Obviously, Southampton was the, the kind of the standout result. You know, beating them four nil. Um, Southampton have gone into that game as one of the, you know, as kind of the Premier League's most informed team, really. Um, so that was a, you know, kind of what, the, well, it was Villa's biggest win of the season and, and probably their best result, really. Um, but then, obviously, brought back down to earth slightly on on Sunday with with defeat at, at West Ham, which was a kind of another reminder of of the um, of the of the work they've still got to do, um, both up kind of over the final t- 10 games of this season and then you know in what is, is, is kind of shaping up to be a pivotal summer so um, you know he's ridden out the, the first mini crisis of his reign uh, quite impressively um, but um, you know it, it's kind of been I suppose three steps forward and, and, and one back um, to, to, to a certain extent but, but certainly compared to where they were what, three weeks ago when you know they looked a, a real Danger that um, you know they might get sucked into trouble at the wrong end of the table. Um, you know they're certainly looking now at you know the feels like a, a top a top half finish. Well, they're in the top half, so top half finish definitely feels achievable. Uh, well, perhaps you were wondering about that three weeks ago. So you know certainly more positives than negatives at the minute. Yeah, would you? Is it safe to say maybe a bit of a bit of a reality check down in the in the capital on uh, on Sunday? After some reality check, I think it's kind of. You know, just played out the way you would probably expect a game between the team sitting in sixth and ninth in the table to play out because the team in sixth is, you know, is, is just that bit better. Yeah. Um, and and that was it. I think we didn't, you know, we didn't really learn all that much new about uh, about Villa. Uh, I didn't think so anyway. I think um, it just was kind of, I suppose, a, a disappointment. Um, kind of for supporters after that, you know, the three-game win streak, you know, a feeling that um, you know, you know, you know, they got a chance of going and, and, and getting something at West Ham, um, and it, it didn't turn out that way. So yeah, I suppose a reality check in, in that sense, but um, you know, kind of just a reminder that you know Villa are you know ninth in the table and what, you know a good nine, ten points off eighth, uh, eight will 
nine points off off eight um, for a reason, you know, in that then they're, they're just not quite as good as you know those those top eight teams. If you you know you look at their record against the against the top eight, you know they've taken four points from eleven matches so far, um, you know, which clearly you know isn't isn't good enough for a team that you know has or a club that has serious ambitions of, of getting in amongst you know those, those, those top teams and, and mixing it with them. So you know that's that's got to improve and. And this next run of games, I mean, obviously starting with Sunday, gives them the opportunity to, to kind of compare themselves to, to some of those teams at the top. So yeah, I think you, I think you would you, you could describe Sunday as, as a reality check, but in a sense, kind of we already really knew what that reality was anyway. Um, and if you want to look at the positive, you know, back in start of November, was it start of November? The last day in October. Um, you know, Villa were obviously beaten 4-1 at home by West Ham so in that regard they looked a lot closer to West Ham on Sunday than they did you know, four months ago you know, before Gerard walked through the door um, you know, the, the, the gap doesn't, it's not, it's, it doesn't look like a chasm if you, if you watch the game but you know, the, the, there is a reason that you know, West Ham and Wolves are, are up, um, you know, fighting with the, the top six at the minute, and that's because, um, you know, they, they're just, just that bit better. Um, you know, they don't make mistakes. I think West Ham had very much, uh, you know, a, the vibe of Villa's kind of teams in the last, uh, last half of Martin O'Neill's reign. You know, they're, they're just, they're not spectacular, but they don't throw a lot of games away. They're hard to beat. You know, and they're solid, and you know they take their chances. They're clinical. So, you know, Villa have have lost 14 games this season, and you know that's the reason they're you know the ninth is probably the you know the best they're going to do is because you know they they've just you know they've been too easy to to beat, too easy to take points off in critical moments, and that's one area they've got to work on. Yeah, that was almost you've almost sort of covered all my next question there. Really, well, do you think it's, yes. do you think it's sort of is the gap that Gerard's got a bridge with Villa quite big, or is it fine margins? You know, it sounds like it's you know, I know they've only got as you say, I think it was four four from eleven against the against the top top sides, but it seems like it is in that around that mix small you know small margins that Villa have got to try and bridge. It is fine margins, but if these games keep coming down to fine margins, and you know, let's be honest, you, you look at the games that Villa have played. Against the top teams, obviously, you know they got they got blown away to an extent at, at Arsenal. Um, but you know the game at Tottenham was, you know, similar to Sunday was was quite tight. There wasn't a huge amount in it. Um, you know, Man, they've given Man City, um, Liverpool, you know, a, a tough game, but it ultimately being edged out. I mean, Man City and Liverpool, you know, streets ahead of everybody else at the minute. So, but you know, Chelsea, um, you know, competitive in both games against Chelsea, but just just didn't quite have. You know enough, um, so you know it, it. It is, it is fine margins, but this this is the tough. This is this is the big, the the, the most difficult step to take because, um, you know, you you you're probably looking at you know, they may be short of what they need in, in two or three positions, um, and and that will make the difference. But but though, you know, get finding those players and bringing those players in is is tough. Um, you know, it, it's not easy. I think you know. If, I mean, you can look at it one or two ways. You can be frustrated that they're you know kind of 
that they're not up there. Or you could say that, well, actually, you know, this season has been one of a big transition. Um, you know, Jack Grealish leaving, um, Dean Smith obviously leaving, change of manager. So if they end up this season, you know, finishing, if they achieve a top half finish, you know, that that shouldn't be downplayed. I mean, the club hasn't finished in the top half for, for more than a decade. So that would be a, that would be for me. I think that would be a significant achievement. Um, so. You know, it's you would probably say if they were to finish ninth, which which you know is not it's not going to be easy with the fixtures they've got left, and you know obviously that it, it's quite a tight. You know, they're, they're leading that battle at the minute, but there's you know teams kind of you know just a short way behind them. But but if they were to finish ninth, then you'd have to say that this has been a fairly you know solid season, and you could claim it's been another season of progress. So yeah, it, it we're just kind of get you know had they won on Sunday then you would have said they were on the fringes, back in, on the fringes yeah. of, the, of the race for, for Europe. Um, though I think that would have been difficult, you know, I think even overhauling Wolves before the weekend looked far from easy. Um, now you're probably looking at it and thinking, well, you know, you, you might look at it and say, well, what is there left, left to play for? But, you know, th- there is a lot. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I, I think a top-half finish would still be, a, you know, a, a decent achievement, considering how the season has played out. And I also think, you know, you, you look at, um, you know, it, it's all about now. Uh, as, as the more the matches tick down, the more you look towards the summer, uh, what's going to change in the summer, you know, what, what's going to happen with the squad. And undoubtedly, you know, we keep coming back to this, you know, as we have been before, there's, there's players in the squad who are, are playing for their, their futures, um, that have got to prove that they're, they're capable of being part of a team that can challenge or, you know, mount a serious challenge. Um, to, to break into the, the top six, so you know, there's in, in, in terms of you know rewards, then you know you, you might look at it and think, well, it's, it's the season, you know, could peter out, but but I don't think you know they can afford to to let that happen. Also, there's certainly players in the squad who can't afford to let that happen. Yeah, just uh, just finally on the on the West Ham result, interesting. I'm just reading. Or I was reading the other day Stephen Jarrett's comments. He talked about sort of um, Villa needed more physicality and, and sort of stature. What did what did you make of them them comments, Matt? It sounded like a, a bit of a bruising afternoon for Villa, and, and sort of that maybe that's an area that Gerard potentially wants to. Ta- Do you think it's an area potentially wants to target in the in the summer for Villa to be a little bit more physical in these games? No, I think I think yeah, absolutely. They don't have a um, you know certainly with marvellous Nakamba out injured. Uh, they don't have a. Uh, you know, they, they have lacked that physical presence in midfield. An enforcer. You know, been saying that for a while. Um, you know, so um, it's uh, that, that that that's nothing new. But but you know the fact that you know that Gerard sees that. Um, you know that, that's obviously something that's got to be addressed. You know, addressed in the summer. Uh, you know, West Ham. Yeah, they 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 are physical. You know, they're one of the more physical teams in the league. Um, you know that's why you know kind of drew the comparison to that old Martin O'Neill Villa team when you had the likes of you know, John Carew and um, yeah, kind of Martin Larson, um, you know Richard Dunn, James Collins, those kind of figures. You know they're um, you know they're, they're, they're tough. You know it's, you know you've been in a you know you've been in a game. Um, so so yeah, absolutely. You know that's um, that's one area they get, they, they're definitely going to. They're definitely going to focus on. You know, you you look at the um, 
you know, when you look at a team like Wolves, they're a big team compared to Villa, you know, in, um, in terms of, you know, the stature and size of the players and, you know, Villa just, um, you know, there have been times this season, you know, when they've just been a bit too, you know, um, a bit too easy to, to knock off the ball, a bit too easily um, you know, beaten. And, and West Ham really, you know, were able to kind of grab control of, of the midfield on on Sunday for long periods through the likes of uh, Suchek and, and Rice. And, you know, Rice was referenced by Stephen Gerrard afterwards. And now clearly Villa aren't going to be in the market for him in the summer. You know, they can't, you know. He's going to, you know, if he goes anywhere, he's going to go for hundred million pounds plus. But it's that kind of figure they need, um, you know, in terms of somebody who just can, you know, grab grab a game by the the scruff of the neck, really, uh, and just set the tempo. Um, they don't really have that. Um, you know, you'd say that Wolves have it in in Ruben Neves in in you know in this season the way he stepped up, and he's a big reason that Wolves are you know head of head of Villa at the minute. Uh, but that, that's one of certainly one of the gaps that Villa Villa need to fill. Whether it's you know Eves Bissouma, whether it's Calvin Phillips, whether it's somebody else, they need to find their version of of Rice or, or Neves. You know, and you know that's uh, that's, that's going to be a big focus this summer, undoubtedly. Thinking of adoption, we have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council. Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sanwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place or, alternatively, you can call 01902553818. Being an adoptive parent can be challenging, but it also brings great rewards. If you're interested in finding out more, please contact Adoption at Heart today by visiting adoptionatheart.org.uk. Yeah, well, that's the uh, that's the results um, and the, the recent fixtures out of the way. Just on just on other other things, really. Just picking up on, on a few things that Stephen Gerrard's been talking about in the press. I know we've spoke quite a lot, Matt, about um, about Douglas Louise in, in recent episodes. And Gerrard came out a, a couple of weeks ago and sort of sort of praised Louise after the after the recent run. What, what's your thoughts? How do you think he's done in uh, in recent weeks? In terms of praising him, when uh, I think it was one of your stories, Matt. That I was reading this morning. This way about his the, the, his physicality and no, just saying he deserves his, his deserves comment. more Aston Villa credit. Um, I think it was the was the line from from Gerard. Um, I think it was for his fighting spirit. If he well, yeah, thing, I mean he, he, he took a he took a kick in the face on um, Sunday. Needed stitches. He's going to need minor surgery as well. Um, got quite a nasty gash in the in the mouth um, and played on. So he was worthy of credit for that. Um, I suppose the flip side of it, he was the reason he took the kick in the mouth was because he was took a terribly poor touch uh, in his own box and um, you know kind of created the problem himself. And and yeah, I mean, um, he's you know he's he, he's tenacious at, at in Louise. I don't think there's any question marks over his attitude, um, but he does lose a lot of physical battles. You know, if you, you watch him, he does lose out his 50-50s. Um, and I think that's the point, you know. I think, you know, he's worthy of praise on Sunday because he's 
played through the pain barrier. Um, you know, but but I don't I don't think it's that. I, don't, I feel it, it, it it's it's not so much. Um, you know, it's not a question of of will. It's a question of you know just pure ability and and you know just just physical strength. Um, you know, and he's been playing in this deep lying uh, midfield role since Marvellous Nakamba got injured, and he's done. You know, he's he's done a solid solid job, but not the job that you would want from a. a you know, he's not a top six, top eight, top job. Um, you know, and that again, you know, that that's that's an, an area of um, a focus uh, certainly. Um, you know, there was he's definitely uh, yeah, certainly when they went into the Brighton game. You know, you, you I don't think he could have any had any complaints had he been uh, taken out of the team because he was performing. You know, he'd lost form in the games leading up to then. But um, you know, it's uh, he kept his place, and and yeah, you know, he had a good run through those through those three games uh, that Villa won. Um, you know, I think he, I have some sympathy with him because you know he's playing in a position which isn't his preferred one, um, and he does get you know uh, exposed, probably the wrong word, but but the fact that it, you know that it is a problem position for Villa, he, he's he's the man with the who has the focus thrown on him. Um, but it's not necessarily his fault that it's you know that, that position doesn't perhaps suit his skill set and you know he's like I say I don't think it's a question that he's not putting the effort in and that's probably what Gerard was was getting at um, on on Sunday that you know um, you know he he deserves a bit more praise for the you know for the for the work he, the work he does because uh, he, he doesn't get a lot he doesn't he hasn't got a lot of credit this season. Um, you know his his form has, has fluctuated, um, but again, it's he's not really playing in the position he wants to play in, uh, or that particularly suits him. So, um, you know, the, the effort is, is is kind of I think appreciated. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Just moving on on quickly, another piece of news. Obviously, it's come out in that. Well, we it's in the ENS today, uh, and you've mentioned there, marvellous Nakemba. You know, is a, a return seems to be. Seems to be on the cards in the, in the coming weeks, Matt. Yeah, it's it's not far, he's not far away. Uh, whether he makes the, the the game against Wolves, we'll see. But I, I think that's the certainly the the target or the or the hope. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But but he will make a you know he's look. He had a, a fairly serious injury. He had surgery. Um, it might be asking a lot for him to come back and hit the ground running. Um, but but if he can, you know, pick up. Where he left off before the injury, then it will it will help Villa. Um, you know they won three of the first four games under Gerrard with Nakamba in that midfield. Um, you know the only game they lost was to Man City. Then he gets injured against Liverpool, um, and you know they've, they've they've not quite had that. You know they've they struggled to find that that that, that balance. Uh, you know kind of back in the in the team. So. Um, yeah, um, yeah, that will be a boost certainly for the for the running. Um, you know, they they're not doing too badly at the moment. They've just got a few question marks for Arsenal at the weekend. Uh, Luca Dean's, you know, almost certainly going to miss out. Um, obviously, question slight question marks over Chambers and Louise um, after the injuries they got on Sunday. So, but but generally, um, you know, Villa's injury situation isn't isn't too bad. So that they should be fairly. You know, fairly, you know, 
at the minute that you know it looks like they'll head towards the final six seven weeks of the season with a you know most of the squads to pick from. So um, there can't be any excuses there certainly. Yeah, just on. Um, I, I know there's a lot's happened on the field since we last spoke. A lot sort of happened off the field as well, and some interesting sort of goings on. One of the stories I was I was sort of looking back. I was reading it last week, but looking back on this morning is about Ash, um, Stephen Gerrard talking about Ashley Young, calling him sort of a manager's dream, and and hoping he sort of remains at Villa Park. I know I think talks are ongoing with with Young Matt. What's the what's the sort of latest as you understand? Is it expected that sort of Young will will stick around at Villa Park next season? But it's difficult to say at the minute. Um, you know, it will depend a lot. I would suspect on what other offers he's going to get. Um, you know, he um, he's obviously play. You know, he's he's played a, a fair number of games um, this season. Um, you know, he's going to start. He's, every chance he's going to start on on Saturday against Arsenal. Um, you know, with 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 Dina out, he's kind of you know the second choice left back uh, at the minute. And he's kind of done the job that you know was was always, was always likely to be asked of him. In that he's, he's kind of filled in where needed, uh, and I think that's what Gerard was, was, was certainly driving at there. Is that you know you've got a player who who can who can step in anywhere you want him really uh, on the pitch. Um, you know, there's and you know there's not many players like that around who you, you know you're just going to do a do a solid job. Um, you know, it will come down to. You know where whether he feels he's you know he's 36 years 37 in the summer, whether he feels he's got another season um, in him, uh, or whether he feels that you know that there might be uh, other places he can go uh, and play more. You know I'm sure there'll be you know he'd be sought after by you know clubs in the, certainly in the, in the Championship uh, who, who might be able to offer him more more game time than, than Villa because certainly he's not going to be you know he's not he's not going to be in Villa's strongest eleven. Uh, next season, um, so th- those are the you know those are the, the kind of the, the question marks that to be you know to be answered. Did, you know, does, does he feel that this is the um, you know this does this what, what is this what he wants to do at this this stage of his career? Does he want to or does he want to go? You know, he's got the option of dropping down levels and, and playing more. So um, you know, I, I think they're they're very much you know leaving the ball in Ashley Young's course at the minute. Um, you know, him and Gerard go a long way back. Obviously, they you know, they played you know, together for England. So you know, I, I think it will be a fairly um, you know, it will be down to down to Young really whether he wants to um, whether he wants to stick around and whether he wants to be part of you know, kind of the, the projects at Villa, albeit you know, playing a, a relatively small but important you know, valued role, or whether he wants to go and you know, kind of. Um, you know, try things elsewhere. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, if, Wat- if Watford were to get relegated, and I'm speaking purely hypothetically here, but if, if Watford were to get relegated, then um, you know, would that move appeal to him? Watford wanted to sign him last summer. Obviously, that's the club he started at. You know, his, his boyhood club. Um, you know, if, if Watford saw Ashley Young as someone that could bring in, you know, play, um, you know, thirty odd championship games next season you know it, it all depends on what other other offers he has but I mean you know on the position you know, he's kind of primary position at the minute as, as kind of backup left back well I mean that's that's an area where Villa are likely is going to be going to be recruited in the summer uh, if Matt Target moves on to Newcastle which you would think is probably likely 
then you know I don't see Villa going into next season with Ashley Young as their second choice left back. Um, you know, in an ideal scenario. So it's there's a lot of things for to be considered. So ultimately, it's a long-winded way of saying we don't know. Watch the space. And just on sort of personnel and deals, um, I think it was the day after that as well. Gerard sort of give a line on on sort of. Philip Coutinho, obviously Villa have got a, an option on Coutinho from Barcelona at the end of the season. Sounds like Villa and and Gerard are quite quite relaxed on that. Matt, is it is it a case of sort of when when a deal gets done instead of sort of if on that one? I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say it's a case of just when it gets done. No, certainly not. Um, you know, it's a big deal for Villa to do. Really, yeah. the transfer fee isn't the issue. It's going to be the, the salary. Um, you know, Philip Coutinho was on a lot of money at um, at Barcelona. Uh, does he, you know, you know, is he prepared to take um, a significant cut um, to come to come to Villa? Uh, will he have other offers? You know, again, you know, these these are the variables that we just are impossible to really predict in what will we, you know, mid March, mid May, we'll have a. A, a, a bit more of a clearer picture of where things stand. Look, I've, I've no doubt that Villa will be aware of of what it will take, probably salary-wise, to get Philip Coutinho on board. But you know whether that fits in with their, you know, with their finances. Um, you know whether Coutinho would be happy with you know that amount, whether another club comes in and offers him, you know, kind of more more money. It's impossible to say at this stage. I mean, the one thing that, that would say is, you know, this is somebody who, you know, was, was loved and adored at Liverpool and, and moved for £142 million four years ago. And he had four years where his career didn't really kick on in the way he'd hoped. He's come to Villa um, and the first two months have gone really well. Uh, and it looks like he's you know, enjoying himself uh, again. And, you know, he's, Villa have made a, a big push to make him feel at home you know to make him feel you know wanted uh, you know and that's a big that's clearly you know a big thing for him you know it's a big thing for for all players to, to a point but but some some players need more love than others and Coutinho clearly needs you know that love now it's it, it, if another club hypothetically let's say Tottenham and I don't know if Tottenham would you know, how strong their interest would be but if they were to come in Offer Coutinho more money, would you know? And would he go to Tottenham, um, you know, and and risk you know ending up in a place where you know he doesn't really fit in again if he feels that Villa are, are a good fit? Um, you know, that's 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 something in Villa's Villa's favour. But you've also got to factor in that um, you know that this is how we would think as you know people who you know watch the game, observers. People who you know earn far less than these players. You know, the footballers think differently. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much. Um, I don't know Philip Coutinho well enough to know how uh, how much of a pull money would be. He's earned a lot through his career, but you know, it, it is a, a big factor in the game, obviously. Um, you know, and obviously there's an agent involved as well, and the agent might be advising him in a in a certain way. Again, another variable. And the other thing to factor in as well is that there's still 10 games of this season left and as, as good as he's started off at Villa, you know, if he was to lose form in the next 10 games, 
uh, you know, and find, you know, and, and, and you know, kind of drop off, then, um, you know, maybe Villa think, you know, can we get, you know, can we get a, is this deal, this is this deal worth doing? Um, you know, it's. Um, I'm not. I don't think that will happen because I think he's, he's clearly, you know, a hugely talented player. But it is noticeable that he hasn't been as much of an influence in the away fixtures as he has been at home. So um, that's that's one thing to to consider. Um, Having said that, he has been so good in some of these home games, uh, particularly obviously against Southampton uh, and Leeds. That um, you know, it's it's almost feels like you know that kind of you know deal is in no-brainer territory. You, you're not going to get a player for as much talent I mean, with a, as much talent for 33 million. Um, you know, it's uh, so that I mean, you know, that's another big thing to consider. But yeah, it, it's again, it's one to monitor, and, and you know, I, I think Villa, you know, can own, all they can do at the minute is stay, uh, you know, relaxed about it because there's not really anything they can do right now, at least for another, you know, six seven weeks. Um, you know, that's uh, the focus has to be on, you know, kind of playing the games, finishing as high as they can, and then I'm sure that you know they'll they'll have these discussions. You know, when when the time is right. I mean, it does sound it does sound rather boring, doesn't it? And I've no doubt that you know, kind of, they'll, they'll be behind the scenes. They'll be um, you know, doing what they can to get you know, get the idea of sticking around into Coutinho's head. But um, you know, these these things kind of uh, these things you know can't tend to happen in their own time. Um, you know, and uh, mid March, it's just it's just too early. You know, I think. By saying what he said, uh, Gerard has kind of put it to put it to bed, put the questions to bed really for at least a few weeks, which is the you know kind of the sensible thing to do because um, you know, Villa have to kind of focus on on playing these games at the minute rather than worrying about what's going to happen in a couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. Just finally on on off field stuff, there's been a, a, other goings on. Obviously, we've heard that the Villa owners are sort of looking to find a club in in Las Vegas, and I believe that's sort of going to. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that's been out the there cl- for, a, yeah. for a while. Yeah, um, and just the just the other one, really, Matt. I, I know you did a story about talks about um, a partnership with a club in, in Portugal. I'm just interested to get your get your take on that and and how that might might sort of work going forward. It seems like a quite an interesting interesting story. Yeah, well, again, I don't think it's anything particularly new uh, in terms of you know, Premier League clubs. Um, I've tended to you know. Some of the bigger Premier League clubs have tended to have these partnerships with with clubs abroad. You know, kind of obviously Chelsea with uh, Vitesse Arnhem. Um, was it Vitesse Arnhem? Certainly a club in uh, in the Netherlands that, that got a lot of Chelsea's young players heading out there on loan. Uh, but it's essentially it's it's a it's a deal to you know kind of try and help out both clubs in terms of you know scouting and 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 moving players around really giving. I suppose you know young players the opportunity to go places on loan. Um, you know, you've got you see it similar at the minute with Wolves and, and Grasshoppers in Switzerland. Though that's slightly different, but you know it, it's a place where you can kind of move out players on loan. And perhaps if, if Vittoria have um, you know a really highly rated young players, then Villa might get the first 
the first look at them, really. Um, so, you know, it's 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 not much more kind of than that, other than making a kind of an, an official partnership. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Well, there's uh, certainly going to be some. Well, is it an, an interesting tale, really? Just, just sort of finally. Um, obviously, the upcoming games. Villa have got a got a tough run. Starts with Arsenal on Saturday. Uh, Arsenal on a bit of a resurgence. They're up to fourth. So, well, it's Arsenal. A game against Arsenal is always going to be tough, but this one's uh, probably going to be especially especially difficult, Matt. Yeah, well, I think they're probably the you know the arguably the, the playing better than anybody else in the league at the minute. So. Yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a chance for for Villa to to, to test themselves against you know the, a club that's going to finish in the in the top four. Um, you know, it's a reminder of, I mean, it felt like Villa were very close to Arsenal last season. Um, in terms of close to you know they nearly finished ahead of them in in the table. They certainly weren't a million miles away. So. Um, yeah, it's um, it, it's a reminder of you know just 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 how hard it is to kind of you know catch up with these these clubs in the, in the top six because you know they're always a bit further ahead than you think. Um, but yeah, I hesitate to use the word kind of free hit, but um, you know it, it it's kind of um, it, it's the first game in a, in a while where you feel that Villa are going into it as as, as you know, serious underdogs. You know, probably since probably since they played Man City and Liverpool. Really, um, I think when they played Chelsea on Boxing Day, Chelsea weren't in the greatest of form. So it does feel like the, you know, the first game where you think, well, you know, if we'll get a draw out this game, then you know, you you take it now. So um, I don't think it's a you know, it's it's kind of a game to just kind of. Enjoy from their point of view, I think, and, and see what they can uh, see whether they can, you know, well, you know, see whether they can cause a, a bit of a shock. Um, yeah, I think it certainly would on, on current form be a surprise if the um, Villa won this game and beat Arsenal twice. I see did a double over them, but then they were they were well beaten um, earlier this season. So, yeah, I think. Um, it's got the makings of quite a good game, actually. It does have the makings of quite a good game. Yeah, and uh, you know, I know we've touched on it earlier in the earlier in the uh, the episode. Obviously, it's Arsenal and Wolves, Spurs, Liverpool. It's a it's just sort of the the mini test to see see where where Villa are really. Like you said, they're in ninth. I think it's nine points to eight, so it's a tough ask to get in that top eight. Is this yeah. sort of Gerard now sort of seeing how far he can push his Villa side ahead of a. Uh, Ahead of the summer, really. And yeah, well, I think he knows. Are. I think he knows. I think he knows where they are. Yeah. Um, you know, if we, you know, he's kind of said that. Well, last week actually, he he knows where they are. I suppose it will give us an indication of where they are, or a bit of a clearer indication. Um, but I think you know, when you're kind of three quarters of the way through the season, um, it's kind of we we kind of know. Um, you know, we know enough about them now uh, to make a fairly, you know solid prediction really of, of how these games are likely to go you know Arsenal and Liverpool the games against Arsenal and Liverpool obviously stand out as the you know, kind of the toughest Wolves is a you know, Wolves has been an interesting game you know um, you know can can and Vidal go there with you know iron revenge really after what happened earlier in the season and, and Tottenham 
you know, to, you know to, Tottenham, Tottenham's a game that you think you know you, you could, with a good performance, you're capable of getting a result against them. But um, yeah, I think Arsenal have been almost a surprise package this season, haven't they? With, you know, the way, the particular way they started the season, losing the first three. Um, you know, and, and Arteta been not far off getting sacked. So, you know, they are, you know, you know that they are one of the top four teams. You know, they they may be the third best team in the league. Then you know, you, you, they've got a chance of of overhauling Chelsea. So, um, it's uh, yeah, it's a decent test. There we go. Well, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the ENS Villa podcast. It's been an interesting season for Villa. Uh, we're into the final stretch, and it'll be interesting to see how Steven Gerrard's side can finish. So, again, thank you very much for, for listening to this podcast with myself and Matt. Um, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.